This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to Helping Hands with me, George Mulligan, a show that shines a light on community organisations in Christchurch and the good work that they're doing. Okay, well, welcome to another uh, another programme of Helping Hands radio show. And for the last few few sessions we've been talking about different volunteer spots or different different roles in the community, community organisations. And today I thought we'd get um, Glenda Martin into the, the studio. And Glenda is uh, part of Volunteer Canterbury, so taking a wider look at volunteering in general. Uh, so welcome to the studio, Glenda. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so if you just wanted to tell us a bit about just a sort of a general overview of what Volunteer Canterbury does and okay. how you got involved. and yeah. So Volunteering Canterbury has been uh, supporting community organisations for over 30 years here and we are probably best known for our recruitment of volunteers. So we have about 300 not-for-profit members and so all regular re- registered charities, and they recruit their volunteers through us, through a database that we have. So that database is accessed by about 300 new people each month. So there's very much a lot of interest in volunteering within the community. Yeah, and um, and how did you get involved in, in volunteering in Canterbury, Glenda? Were you a volunteer for a long time, or did you...? I was... Uh, joined Volunteering Canterbury in a part-time role in 2012. And that role was really to go around the organisations and see where they were at with their volunteering following the earthquakes. So a lot of organisations had lost their homes, were working Mm. out of backs of cars, kitchen tables, that sort of thing. And the role has grown since then into an outreach role, which sees me going into... uh, Groups, uh, for example, who might be looking to re-engage with the community, uh, people in alcohol and drug rehab facilities perhaps, or newcomers to our city. So that's the sort of role that I'm doing. When I joined Volunteering Canterbury, to be honest, I was like a lot of Kiwis and I was volunteering, but I never actually thought that I was volunteering. I was just doing good stuff. Uh, And I was doing quite a bit of stuff at that time with resettlement services around assisting uh, refugees coming in under the UN quota. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. So you actively do um, encourage community organisations and and charities to sort of uh, um, recruit volunteers as well as, because I knew there was a system in here in the volunteer Canterbury system where it's got, uh, we're a business looking for volunteers. Yes. But you also do actively go out and sort of encourage. Yes. So we get, uh, the organisations can post their own roles and then we put them live. When when they go up on our database, we also distribute them to other 
perhaps special interest groups that we've networked with. Um, so perhaps it's a role that would suit students, we might send it through to them. Uh, that sort of thing is what we're always on, on our eyes wide open when we run a group volunteering programme as well. So that's for like businesses who uh, want to be seen doing something perhaps in the community, give their employees some time to give back. Um, nobody has any extra time very much, so to go out and do a half day or a day during your normal working week works really well as well. Mm. And do you, do you ever have to, with some of the, the roles that you get, there's always that sort of um, tightrope walking, I suppose, between uh, is this a job that's good for a volunteer or is, is it kicking a, a paid person out of employment? Absolutely. Uh, do you sort of... Um, sort of monitor that and yes, make sure that... we most certainly do. We advocate for volunteering, so we really don't want people to be uh, exploited in the name of perhaps volunteering. So we check the roles when they come through. We wouldn't advertise a role that, for example, was a full-time role. Our roles are generally about three to five-hour shifts, perhaps once a week, once a fortnight or once a month. Uh, and if somebody came to us and wanted to advertise a role that was sort of 20 hours even, we would suggest that they find some funding and that that should be a paid role. Mm. Now, you mentioned uh, businesses that were uh, sort of doing volunteering as, as a workplace. But yeah, is that a, a, a sort of a trend in volunteering? Is that increasing? Or? It is increasing. It's increasing, I think, because there's more social corporate responsibility um, becoming a, a bigger thing and important within organisations. So it's often in the past would be used as a bit of a team build, mm. but increasingly it's about doing something that makes an impact and then they report on that um, and we give shout-outs to our businesses that get involved in the community because we we know that it's bridging a bit of a gap, if you like, of people who simply don't have time because of the hours that are being worked to give mm. back. It's a great way to kind of get a, a big one-off project done within an organisation. Yeah. Um, B and Z closed for good. I know is one that gets a lot of publicity yes, about, and the yep. first one that I, yep. I sort of heard of. So it's really good that others, yep. other businesses have jumped on the bandwagon and, and got involved in that. Yeah, we've got a distribution of about 120 groups that we send roles out to, and last year we had 3,000 hours in the community just through that group volunteering program. So it is quite a, a big chunk of volunteering that happens through people like that. Mm, yeah. And I see you've got a, volunteer, a student volunteer uh, weekend or week coming up soon. Yes. Uh, so 15th to the 21st of March? That's right. Yeah. Volunteering New Zealand uh, sets a few weeks during the year and one of them is during March, Student Volunteer Week. So we actually do our student volunteer expos and so on later in the year because that suits the universities here. Uh, but we always try and do a bit of a profile of student and young people volunteering mm. on our social media during Student Volunteer Week. Uh, so that's a good time to check out our Facebook page. We'll be running some stories about some young people who've been helping us in the community. Yeah, and that would be a lot a lot wider than the Student Volunteer Army, wouldn't it? Because that's, that's the one that everyone hears about is yes. the Student Volunteer yeah. Army. But yeah. there's a lot of other opportunities. Yes, there are. The... I was really excited. I'd 
advertised a role recently. I wanted a few people to give me a hand with the site we were holding out at Culture Galore last weekend, and I had nine young people. I sent it around the schools. I had nine young people come straight back and say they'd like to help. So it was really great. Yeah. I'm amazed by the by the the hours that that are involved in this. Three hundred eighty eight thousand seven hundred hours last year. Don't yes. you? Yes, it's, it's amazing how how big that is. It is. Yeah. that's just in the Canterbury region. Just just in the yes. Canterbury region. Yeah. So the national statistics show volunteering uh, sitting up there with the construction industry in terms of oh, uh, contribution yeah. to the economy. If you mm. were to put a dollar value on it. I think um, $6.8 million they, they've got there. That's the, in Canterbury. Yeah. Yeah, mm. so it's something like uh, $3.6 billion nationally. Wow. yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, has, that, has that been increasing at the moment? Is the amount of volunteer work increasing? Or Yes, we certainly have seen some of our highest figures of registration on our database at the end of last year than we've seen any other time. So it's really interesting. We had a, a similar sort of spike, if you like, after the uh, mosque attack. I think there's this recognition that we are a community mm. and people have a reflect on what that means and think, I would like to do something in our community. And, and volunteering is a sort of natural extension from that, I guess. So it is interesting to see that. Yeah, and it's uh, because it's quite challenging times to volunteer at the moment, with particularly with the changes in levels with COVID. And oh, absolutely, yeah, that that makes a complication. And, and volunteering as as it does everywhere else in New Zealand mm. at the mm. moment. So our group volunteering program, for example, some of the businesses we deal with have head offices in Auckland, so they have pulled their programs um, for for the entire company, not mm. just yeah. those that are affected by the, the level three. So, yeah, we just, it's a bit of a work in progress. We just carry on. We had a lot of cancellations last year for lockdown and they all came back on board and we ended up with a, a bumper year, if you like, in terms of figures for the group volunteering program. There's definitely a, a will from people to be out in the community, which is really lovely to see. Mm. I think lockdown probably gave gave a lot of people the um, the time to think about those sorts of things and think, you know, this is this is something that I'd really like to get yes. involved with somehow in the community yeah. and help yeah. out. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. It brought challenges too for those people who often uh, use their volunteering as a way to be socially engaged. So mm. some of our older volunteers, for example, who were really not comfortable because they were missing out on so much social engagement because of lockdown. Mm. Uh, so just kind of working our way through that and hoping that we don't get locked down for too long, too many times. Yeah, In yeah. 2021. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> now, I, I do notice that presumably this is something that came about through through lockdown, is there's been an, an increase in, in eye volunteering or sort of remote volunteering, isn't there? Yes, so that remote volunteering was starting already. There was a bit of a trend just because it's sort of the the uh, episodic volunteering rather than ongoing. And, of course, people have had all sorts of experience during lockdown with working remotely, and it doesn't seem so bad after all. Mm. Uh, so the IHC, for example, has just started a programme which is similar to their 
friends one-on-one program, but it is contactless, so it's is via uh, the internet. Um, so that's that's really exciting because you you figure that you've got people who might want to touch base with someone and they're living geographically where there aren't many volunteers available. Doesn't really matter. You can match them with somebody the mm. far end of the country when yeah. you're using i i text. That the, sort of way. The wonders of technology here. Yes, mm. yeah. So there, there's some different ways, like like every other sector, the community sector and the volunteer sector within that have had to adjust, and we've made all sorts of changes, and some of them uh, will hang around for quite a while because they worked really well, mm-hmm. and some of them. A mix of both will probably be what we see as our new normal going forward. Yeah. And you, you've just completed the 20, the survey of 2020 sort of uh, volunteers to find yes, out. Yes, so yeah. we do a survey of our organisations once a year and also of volunteers who have registered on the database just to see what sort of feedback they're getting from roles that they might have sought a referral for, for example. Uh, and so the trends in that are that they're all... Everyone's happy, doing a good job. They're looking for a lot of variety in roles that some people are seeking um, because people are more skilled perhaps now than they were and, and again with technology. So able to help at different times perhaps than they were, all those sorts of things. So, yeah, that's just something that we keep monitoring. Yeah, it's... Um it's interesting, isn't it? The the reasons sort of change a little bit why why people get involved in it from yes, time to time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uncertainty always creates that uncertainty of whether we want to commit time to this event or that event, including volunteering, just like everything else. And we saw that after the earthquake as well. It just means people don't necessarily want to commit for the long term slots, mm-hmm. which obviously our organisations would yeah. like them to do, but. Uh, the, the normal going forward was already becoming shorter gaps of volunteering people were interested in doing, yeah. and that's just going to continue like that. I don't see that changing, to be honest. Mm, yeah. So, what kind of what's, what kind of volunteer positions are there? It would cover a huge for a huge gamut and variety, I imagine. Yes, because we've got three hundred organisations. The organisations themselves are diverse, so the requirements mm. are diverse. But there's a few roles that come up in all sorts of organisations. So we have a lot of need for drivers, for example. So it could be getting older people to community events or people into the hospital for oncology treatment or to doctor's appointments who can't otherwise get there easily. Uh, So a lot of different organisations look for drivers. A lot of admin-type roles as well. Um, Because there's a turnover, it's a really good skill for going into the paid workforce so people get a bit of experience or get back up to speed after perhaps being away from the workplace for a while and then move on. So those sorts of roles and also the op shops, um, Mm. some great opportunities to have a a hands-on go in retail uh, in an unpaid way um, at op shops, which are the the big uh, charity funding raising opportunities for so many of our registered charities at the mm. moment. The days of the street appeal just aren't what they used to be in terms of people giving, but people were, you know, wanting to recycle, whatever. It works really well. 
Um, mm. So those sorts of roles, there's always plenty of them. But there's again, there's roles for photographers, there's roles for mentors, art mentors, peer-to-peer mentors, people working with older people, people working with younger people. It's, it's hugely diverse. Mm. One of the things that I've noticed doing volunteering for a while is that um, there used to be quite a few opportunities to, to gain skills through volunteering, but I've noticed that a few of the businesses is, uh, that are looking for volunteers are, are saying as well that you need to have some experience in this before yes. you go into the volunteering. Yes. Yeah, is that a change that you've noticed? That's- also because a lot of organisations have needed to, because they're all charities, they've needed to upskill in things like the social media, for example, and they won't necessarily have the resources within their volunteer team to do that. So mm. they're looking for specific people to come in, help with the project, set it up and move on. So yes, there's, there's the old days of quite unskilled volunteering is a little bit like with everything else. You know, so much has moved now onto a computer-type platform Mm -hmm. um, that things tend to be a a little bit more skilled perhaps than they were. But there's still heaps of unskilled or, (laughs) you know, the community gardens are a big one. Packing food packs uh, is hugely important in Christchurch. We have thousands of them go out each week. Um, so there's there's plenty for everybody, really, mm-hmm. but there definitely are some quite skilled roles that that come up. Some niche sort of positions. Some niche positions, which is is really good because then that keeps every sort of tier, if you like, within the community engaged in the community. So mm-hmm. we really support that. Yeah. And so looking into your crystal ball into the future, <laughs> uh, do you? Do you think that that's going to be something that uh, Volunteer Canterbury could get involved in, is, is helping to provide some training for the, the volunteer positions which seem more niche and difficult to get into? We've done a little bit around customer relations because of the retail, the big numbers going through retail. But more what we do is train the offer training for the organisations so that they can support their right, volunteers. Yeah. Um, because we're advocating for volunteering, we want to, to know that the volunteers, when they go off to a role, are in a workplace that is safe, um, that they're being treated well, they're doing what the volunteer role is that they went to, not just given random tasks when they get there, that sort of thing. So we don't really have the facility to do that, mm-hmm. to, to train specific people. And our expectation is that they get a good induction and get sent on any training that they might need um, by the organisation. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the great things about being being a, a volunteer, sort of worker at Volunteer Canterbury, is you'd get to hear some amazing stories about sort of uh, how, how volunteering has changed people's lives and the, the effect that it has. Yeah. What, what would be a highlight for you that would, would come to mind? Of uh, I have a, a highlight that comes to mind and I think of it quite often. We had a gentleman come into our office who was in his mid-50s. He'd never worked. He had cerebral palsy. And he also had been having epileptic seizures since he was 16 or 17. Uh, So he'd always struggled to get employment because particularly around the epileptic seizures. So we talked about that. He had a lot of fear of going into a place and that causing uh, discomfort for the people around him. 
So we assess that really in a three-hour shift once a week, perhaps in an op shop, what were the chances of him having an epileptic seizure? So he was prepared to give it a go. We sent him along and I saw him about six months later uh, and I just about didn't recognise him and he was at at an epilepsy support group and he was telling everybody how great volunteering was and that they should all be volunteering. And I said, so it's going well then and it was going really well. Uh, He had his first epileptic seizure at that place um, about six months later and he said that people were concerned but not worried because they knew him by then He'd told the story, so he'd kind of educated all these people around him around it. Uh, so he, they left him, um, nobody panicked, and, and it all carried on. He's still there. When he came into volunteering Canterbury, he was really quite depressed. He was pretty much at home seven days a week. Now he's three days volunteering, a couple of activities, another two days, and, and just his whole world has really opened up. So that has to be one of my highlights. Oh, excellent. Yeah. And so so broadening the, the question out that I was asking earlier about the, the, the crystal ball, and I saw you sort of do the, the facial expression when I did that, uh, what, would you, what would you see? Do you see any sort of changes in the way that volunteering Canterbury is operating and sort of trends and things like that? I think that we will see that uh, more skilled volunteering continuing become more skilled, Mm -hmm. which is fine, but we need to make sure that everybody has access to volunteering. I think that everyone should be able to volunteer if Mm -hmm. they want to, just like they can do, should be able to do anything that they want to. So the accessibility is going to become increasingly important. I don't know that all our organisations at the moment are as accessible as they should be, so I would like to see that change, and that'll be part of the whole sort of culture change that hopefully it's reflected throughout New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much for coming in and having a having a chat with us. Now, if, if people do want to volunteer and get involved, uh, what's what's your website or a good way of contacting Our you? website is www.volcan.org.nz mm-hmm. and there's a link on there straight through to the database, which has always got about 230 roles sitting there waiting for people to have a look at. Excellent. Yeah, so I mean, uh, obviously I'd encourage you, any, anyone that's listening, it's, it is worth, highly worthwhile doing to volunteer and I've uh, experienced a lot of enjoyment and, and fulfilment through doing volunteering. So yeah, thank you very much for coming along. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, okay, thank you. Thank you.